What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project. Blake right here, and I'm joined by Stephen Wagner. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back on the podcast with Blake yes. Poo. Man, yes, hey, Blake. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. say, man, I really enjoy doing this with you. It's a good time, dude. I know. I <laughs> oh, you don't. You know. Oh yeah, I know, Steve. I'm just a ton of fun to be around all the time. <laughs> FaceTime recording, whatever that may be. <laughs> No man, I this is this is really fun. It's something that I look forward to every two weeks. Aww. I think we should ramp it up. I think we should go every week. Every week? Oh man, that yeah. Oh, I hope it'd be commitment. But that is a commitment. Well, we I just it. people. I I'm still thinking like, man, there are some people that really want to listen to us talk on a weekly basis. Oh jeez, <laughs> I know. But hey, you know what? If they're out there, they're out there. True. I just True. can't. Hey, I can't count my my mom thirty times over. That doesn't really count. <laughs> You and me both. Hey, if you are somebody that may, would maybe be interested in a weekly show, can you tell us? Let us know. Shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook. We don't have Twitter. I always want to say Twitter, but we don't have Twitter. Email. Um, let us know if you'd want to hear an episode a week because maybe we should ramp it up. Maybe I don't we should know. ramp it up. I, just, I don't know. With that, also... If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if, please hit that subscribe button and also rate this show. Drop that a gives review, us, you please, yes, and thank you. Yes, that helps us to be found easier and uh, boosts us on the charts. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get anywhere far, but it boosts us on the charts. Well, what um, I've noticed, at least, when I search for the Awaken Project podcast, over time, I have to type less letters to get to us like when I first That's true. When I first searched us, you know, after like episode, I don't know, four or whatever, you know, I had to type mm-hmm. in the entire thing. But now I think I type in hold up, let's we're gonna search right now. Okay, <laughs> so pulling up I listen to all of our stuff on the Spotify's here. Okay, go to search T H E space A W A K E N space P O D C Where are we? Oh, this isn't going too well. Oh no, uh, it's not what you thought. What the heck? Okay, How another P. The await. Oh, that's why. I, why I, you do that? Uh, I, I typed. I typed await the awakened podcast, not the awakened. Pro- ah, there it is. Ah. I was. I was wondering. I was like, you man, I no, I just can't spell tonight. Okay, so if you type in the space awakened sl- space P R at least on Spotify, we're the first hit that comes up after that. If you type in the awakened P, we don't pop up a PR to get in the project. We're the very first thing that pops up. So we're getting and there. If, we're getting and there. And on Apple on Apple Podcasts, if you type in the space awakened space, we are the second thing. Ooh, so even better on Apple. Nice. Yeah, man. Apple's got her back. Thanks, Apple. So yeah, please, if if you wouldn't mind, hit that subscribe button and leave a review really does help us out a lot. And then if you're on Spotify, if you listen on Spotify like Steven does, uh, hit that following button. And then also, Spotify's just got a cool setup, man. They got it all figured out. You can go ahead and share this episode or this podcast directly to your Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, whatever your social media is. And if you wouldn't mind sharing it uh, to get us out to more people, that would be awesome and really helpful for us. Um so yeah, that's our little that's our front little bit. Much love, many thanks in advance. Yep. Front out. Yes. But there you go. All right. Yeah. Blake. Steven, real quick, yeah. before we jump into everything, I always gotta do this, man. You know me. T- 
tell us about your life. Tell us right about now. your Where life. are you currently sitting? Oh, what man. city are you in? What state are you in? Are you even in America right now? I am in the United States of America, yes. I have been in the United States of America for about almost four months now. I think that's old news. But yeah, so I have finally, finally, finally moved into my new apartment here. It's the the upstairs of a house um, at Mount Carmel Ministries. I'm living here now full-time indefinitely, so I'm here here until I'm not needed here anymore. but I'm helping out with uh, some retreat hosting for the fall here. On next Monday, I start a job uh, at a company called Douglas Machine. It's, it's through a temp agency, but that's where my site is. But I'll be loading and unloading packages and product on a conveyor belt. Let's go! Wow! Yeah. How excited! That's are what you? I could find. And hey, you know what? It puts food on the table, and that's okay. So that's right. So I'm be working. And it's nice too. I, I I have a lot of flexibility with if I want uh, any time off, um, and I can. Yeah, it's a week to week schedule, so I can yeah. have it for as long as I need it. So that's good. Nice, dude. Yes. So listeners, just so uh, just so you know, this is pretty much the first. I mean, all of this has been a real step into where we actually want to go, which is a, a gap year discipleship program. Yeah. But this is like what's made it real is. Stephen moving to Minnesota and actually being on Mount Carmel's campus and in the Alexandria community uh, just to invest in the community, to really pray through what this is going to look like on site at the camp and uh, just do more, I don't know, visioneering, if you will. Yeah. Well, shout out to Andy Stanley for that one. Hey, and yeah, like what Blake said, what we're trying to get to eventually is a gap year program. And this is kind of the next step in the direction. We've just been kind of having some discussions over the last, oh, I don't know, two weeks or so, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, me making this move definitely makes it real. And yeah, there you go. Try not to swallow the microphone now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it really puts things into perspective when it's like, all right, I literally just shoved my entire life into two cars and put myself up here. I got all my pictures up on the walls and I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So it's like, all right, yeah, time to go to work, man. Let's go. This is so, it. So, yeah. How Shoot. about you, so Blakey Poo? We're pumped about that. Oh, um, we're pumped about that. How about you, Blake? Man, dude, I don't know. I don't have... <laughs> That's my life. How are if your dogs? Tell us about your dogs, Blake. We haven't uh, talked about them for a while. They're good, man. They're good. They're still annoying as all get out, but I love them to death, so I'm not going to get rid of them. <laughs> but they still uh, they still jump all over me and, and lick up my nose. The little ones do. It's really gross, and it's the worst. Um, but they're great. You know, My wife's doing good. She just got named... The hardest working employee of the month at Target. Wow. So congrats to her. E- Emma, if you're listening, right. we're proud of you here on the Awaken Project Emily podcast. Right. Let's go. Yeah, so she's uh she's slaying the game there. And uh that's not it's not her full time job. So as a part timer she got that. How oh cool is that? Oh yeah. Let's go. It's pretty neat. All right. Um but yeah, I've actually been reflecting on this because I feel like all I'm doing is coming home and going to bed, and 
I think it's because I've realized that once you're an adult and you have a job, you kind of do your thing and you have that day all mapped your day all mapped out, especially when you don't have kids. And then you come home, you eat dinner, you either, I don't know, get a workout in or jump on the couch or I, I don't know, whatever you do, whatever you need to do. And then you just go to bed and then you start wake up the next morning and it's the same thing. You can just pretty much expect the same exact thing. So I was actually, <laughs> this is a little rant and I'm going to sum it up here within the next 15 seconds. So we got stuff to I, talk about. Let's go. I, I know, but I just got off the phone with one of my buddies from college and he's like, hey man, what's new? And I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, because I haven't talked to him since I moved to Michigan. So I was like, I moved to Michigan and now it's just kind of the same thing every day. Yeah. And he goes, no, I know, but like what? <laughs> what's new? <laughs> And you're like, that's it. That's all I got. I'm like, yeah, man. I, I mean, I don't. We got three dogs now. That's new, I guess. But that happened back in February. So, anyways, rant over. Uh, yeah, that's what's that's what's happening, Stephen. Not as exciting as what's going on in your life. I can positively and without any question say that. So it sounds like we got to get a little pep in your step. Uh, yeah, I need the pep All somewhere. Right, we'll figure something out here. Okay, can't wait. Maybe maybe a quarter life crisis, yeah. but like a good crisis, you know? Yeah, I don't it's know. true. We'll figure something out. Anyways, <laughs> all right, Blakey Poo. So on today's episode, so we're continuing our pop culture uh, mini series here. I guess these these two episodes, the last one and this one. Uh, but today we're specifically getting at some of the people that. Blake mentioned in the last episode, we're talking about people that have recently renounced their faith in Jesus. Excuse me. Um, I guess I I have burped twice now in this episode, so I, I guess you can keep that. Um, but yeah, people that have renounced their faith in Jesus, particularly people that come from uh, pop culture, Christianity, people that are well-known in the music industry or podcasting world, whatever that may be, and they come out with these renouncements, and the rest of us are just like, whoa, 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 where did this come from? So that's what yeah. we're here to talk about. And before yeah. we get anywhere with this, we need to, need to, need to clarify, make known, put out there this statement. We are not here trying to come down on these people. They have every, every, every right and ability, opportunity, whatever you want to call it, to say, hey, you know what? This ain't working for me right now. I'm going to step away. That's fine. Do your thing. We're on the, the quote-unquote other side of it, as in we do still believe. So we're going to talk about things with that in mind. But at the same time, in no way, shape, or form, are we trying to come down to any of these people at all? Right. Just to add to that, too, this is a conversation that Stephen and I are having via recording it. Um, there's a lot of great conversations we have that aren't recorded, but this is the one that we've actually kind of waited to discuss like for this very moment so that you could be in on our conversation. So, yeah, that's really good. We're not trying to come down on these people. Um, we actually extend love to them, and, and we're praying for them, so... Um, with that being said, Stephen, let's jump in, man. Let's, let's go do for this it. thing. Let's do it. Okay, so if you didn't listen to the last episode, I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to it right now. Um, but the names that we mentioned were Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. Uh, there's a gentleman, well, I'm going to 
I'm going to mention the names that we're going to actually talk about today. Michael Gunger and then uh, John Steingard. So those are the four that we're going to be talking about and chatting through today. There are a couple more influential people who have renounced the faith that um, we just didn't do enough research on. And I don't know. Well, there's a lot of stuff, too. I like right. I, in some of the stuff that I was reading, too, there were plenty of people mentioned, but the, these four individuals are the ones that we were able to do the most research on, and we have some form of base to, to talk about this from. The last thing that you want is just kind of saying, yeah, yeah, this is what we think, and really having next right, to nothing right. to base that off of. So Yeah. Okay, so kicking it off, man, I think uh, we kind of, I mean, we did a general, I don't know, overview of everybody, but you kind of looked over specifics for... Uh, Michael Gunger and John Steingard. And yeah. I checked out Rhett and Link. Yeah. Rhett and Link stuff. You can, I mean, you guys can go and look at all this stuff too. Uh, Rhett and Link's stuff. They, I think they they've have, got the most. They definitely have the most out there. Right. They were super vulnerable, and vulnerable, and I really do appreciate that about them. Yeah. Right off the bat, like I can believe that they just dumped out all this. I don't know stuff that they've been through in their lives in regards to their faith journey. On a, it's about. I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hour. It's podcast about yeah. So it's, I think they're both about an hour forty five on their individual episodes. Yeah, yeah. so it's grand total of like I don't know three and a half hours, four hours. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you just get sucked in, and so that's what I did. I listened to <laughs> listen to both in yeah. a day. Um, but really appreciate their perspective, and I think it challenge. First of all, it challenges me to check how I'm doing ministry and how. I'm doing as, I don't know, a minister and, you know, as my example of who I'm showing others or how I'm showing others Jesus, is it effective and is it me trying to get, convince somebody of the faith or is it me actually letting Jesus and the Spirit work through me um, so that they can experience truth, truly who he is? Yeah. So, yeah, just really appreciate them for that. But the the big point, I guess for everyone that I don't know, Stephen, maybe maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't, um, that I think needs to be said is, you know, who are you following? I think what I mean by that is you hear a lot of especially Retin Link, it's it's like our friends were in this group and so then we went there for this and there's this one person and, you know, when they did that, then we wanted to be a part of this. So it just didn't sound like they were, in my opinion, it didn't sound like they were convinced of um, who Jesus was at first. Yeah, well, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I, between uh, Michael Gungor and John Steingard, I definitely, I found myself reading naturally um, John's story just with more fluidity, however you want to phrase mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a similar similar instances is where we talked about how the church that he grew up in, it was a pretty solid church. Like he, he didn't have any of these horror stories come out of some churches today. Um, he had two great parents. Like he was very, very vocal and repeatedly saying like, I had a pretty good environment, all things considered growing up. And same right, thing yeah. that all the people that he loved dearly believed in God, believed in these things. And this is, that was his world. And so he's like, all right, I'm here too. Cool. We're believing in God, you know? And then as he began to really start to take stuff in, in by himself and thinking through this, he's, you know, realized, Hmm, 
maybe I don't believe everything, you know, personally. Maybe it's just because I'm, you know, it's more of a proximity thing. So Right. Which yeah. is super interesting to me, I think. I don't know. I I just think that when you're I don't know, man. Maybe it's because I'm I'm living in that bubble, right? Um, but I think once you are surrounded by these great people, like this dude got to share stages with some of the greatest evangelists of all times, and he got to be around some of the greatest Christian songwriters, um, John Steingard in particular. Like, it that's blows John my Steingard, mind. That's, uh, I guess, you, former lead singer, still yeah. lead singer. They're just, I mean, Hawk former. Nelson's not doing anything, but... I guess okay for the purposes of this episode we will say former lead singer of the band Hawk Nelson. So yeah, yeah. So it just it, I don't know, man. It just blows my mind. I think I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him. Like, there's some good interviews. I, mean, I found some good interviews on YouTube, and I was very impressed with um, how how candid he was with everything that he was that everything he was going through. Um, I did not find him to be any in any means like you know demeaning he's literally just like this is where i'm at and i'm just asking you guys to respect that and we're like heck yeah dude totally can respect that yeah you know so and i think something that's interesting too is um brett and link especially i think john a little bit they they all said that they almost felt like a pressure uh into becoming a christian you know i and, and that's interesting because I think that there's a lot of people that actually feel that, you know, I feel that there's people who haven't experienced the, you know, Jesus for who he truly is or yep. a relationship with him to yep. its fullest. And, uh, and so therefore they just feel pressured to go to church or be a part yep. of these groups or well, their parents woke them up to go to Sunday school I know, and one, they hated it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing in particular that stuck out between Rhett and Link, I can't remember which one mentioned this first, but mentioning the age of accountability and so what that yeah. is for those that might not know it, it basically just it there's not a huge theological background behind or like like scriptural background i should say that um, but basically you get to a certain age where you're conscious enough in your life that you can make a decision as to whether or not you're going to follow jesus hmm. and yeah, yeah yeah and that's that it's final you know so like you know if you're two let's say you die and you're two mm-hmm. years old like you have not gone through enough life to make that decision but by like six seven eight ten somewhere in there it's not you know it's not specified but somewhere in that age range you should be able to make that choice you know right right and so they both had to deal with this this age of accountability of like all right well i guess i have to make this choice or else i'm gonna go rot in hell okay great (laughs) yeah yeah they did mention that yeah yeah right so it was it was a pressured thing it wasn't a graceful understanding or a yes. loving entrance into the faith. Yeah. I mean there was okay. There was love there with them. I like it wasn't right. at least the way that I listened to it like the gospel was communicated with all parts being mentioned. It's just the emphasis as to what exactly should be given the most weight was kind of this like you either need to turn now or this, these are the consequences you're going to suffer. Turn or burn. And Blake and I, I think it's safe to say we are both coming from a place where we are saying that's not quite the emphasis that we would put on the gospel as a whole 
Right. Overall. No. Right. Yeah. Just because, I mean, like, our vantage point at least, grace is great, and we're all even at the foot of the cross. Just put there. And we told ourselves we're not going to get too much into the the apologetics of this episode. That's not that's not what we're here for. Yes, um, I think it's next to impossible to completely avoid it. But we're going to do our best to not be like, oh yeah, like you just got to remember this and then you're good. Because honestly, that was part of like what I picked up from these guys too is that they just get these answers as like you know like what we're talking about here in a little bit is the whole evil and suffering thing in the world. And the answer that a lot of these guys got was like God's got his reasons. Don't worry about it. And I'm reading these things, and I'm thinking, like, I, I'd i be like, yo, that's, like, I don't like that answer. You'd just be like, that's <laughs> yeah. it? That's all I get? You know? Like, right. no, like, I've had those doubts, too, you know? And they, yeah. yeah, they suck. And, that like, to think, like, if that's the only thing that you hear, you know? And, again, right. like, we right. don't know the extent of these conversations with these guys. But, like, if, if that's what they're going to use as one of their summary points, then you got to think, like, oh, geez. Like, yeah. was there actually a depth that's just not there and actually, like, trying to explore this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, second point I wrote down was anger and hurt. Um, especially, oh, man, I remember listening to Link's side of the story. Yeah. Link, it just sounds like there is so much hurt and frustration about his story like it just it came through if you listen to that episode you'll know what i'm saying i think you know Rhett, it was kind of there but link it was like i think Rhett man Rhett was more of the he was pretty analytical in his approach right and link yeah. was definitely more emotional yes yes that that's stroke. true yeah and i think gosh this is just my perspective but i remember listening to links and i'm like I think he's so upset because he wants it to be real to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, Like, he wants it to be something that he can actually attain in, in something that's tangible to 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 him. Like, I think he wants that faith. I remember thinking that. And, uh, gosh, I just lost. No. Lost my train of thought. There's it there. Nope. Yep. There, there it is. Okay. Good there save. was a part. Good save. <laughs> I know. So there's a part where Link was talking about how they were all, you know, him and him and Rhett were uh, engineers or whatever. They got great jobs out of college and then they quit their jobs to be a part of crew to make these videos. And so he said um, something along the lines of like, you know, it's just really weird that we would quit our good paying jobs to go and do this weird thing for you know, these these people who believe in God. And uh, it was just kind of weird how it all happened. And my our parents thought that we were crazy. And, you know, so our friends thought we were crazy. Um, but we ended up doing it anyways. And it helped us to get to where we are today. I remember being frustrated when he was talking because I'm like, dude, that is because God has had his hand on it. This is my opinion, but like God has had his hand on that whole thing throughout the whole journey that you have walked it like you were you had your engineering you had your nice job and you quit it to make nothing through crew but then it built up into something great good mythical morning and so i'm like i just i want you to see that god had his hand in that and that was god like i remember being i don't know i got emotional and passionate and i was like link god called you into that 
Do you not look at the stories in the Bible and see that all these people had to lose something in order to gain something better and even more of it? So it was God calling you back to ministry to get you to this point to where you are. So anyways, that's kind of, I don't know, it it still ties into anger and hurt because he was angry because he was like, I don't know why I ended up quitting that job, but it did get us to where we are. So in you know, hindsight, I'm happy about it. Um, but yeah, Link, I think, was the most hurt that I could hear um, on leaving the faith. Yeah, well, and to kind of piggyback, piggyback off of that a little bit to something that I picked up was an anger and hurt, not just for their situations, their personal walks, but looking out on a whole bunch of marginalized people groups and thinking the church just isn't doing anything about this or the mm. church has a position that is intentionally trying to harm these people. And mm. I, I see this group, that group that is being harmed by the people that I identify with. And therefore I do not want to be a part of this anymore. Part of that. Yeah. And like, that's, that's deep. That's good. And like, I think the, the hard part for for us, at least for people that are that would still consider themselves believers, is yeah, like the church, either yeah has been absent or has been harmful, and how do you defend that? Well, y- you can't, you right. shouldn't, you know, you have to call a spade a spade there, you know, right? And I I, didn't I really even think about that. That's true. And so I just I at least sympathize on the like they are seeing people out in the world that are broken, that are trying to figure out this life as best they can, whatever walk that might be, and then the people that supposedly claim to have the best truth that is known to man, to deity, and all of all eternity, and yet these people are being oppressed, I'll use the word oppressed, by the people that should have the quote-unquote answer. Right, the ones that should be loving them the most. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, yeah, you're right. And I think John Steingart actually just posted something on Instagram about that, about specifically the LGD, LGBTQ plus there you go. community and Christianity. And he he defended Christianity like his Christian friends, and he also supported the LGBTQ plus community. He did he did a good job with that. I think I don't know if you read through that. I but. I, so I, think I spent the most job. amount of time on with John's Instagram on his initial renouncing post. On his, That's on where his I spent post, the yeah. most time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, seen I that think, one yet. In, in, and so these posts that he's coming out with are actually, like, <laughs> if you go through his Instagram, you'll see a couple. Um, they're like, why do you, why do Christians think this, or why do, you know, Christians react to this this way? And he comes up with, you know, his own version of the answer. So I think he's actually evangelizing more than what he's realizing. Yeah. You know, he's he's actually giving good context and good explanation to these things. Yeah. Well, hold up here. And there was something at least in I'm literally I'm looking him up as I type there we go. So something that I found quite curious in John's bio was the third thing down so he's got writer slash director one, student of compassion two. All right, interesting. Three, spirituality, curious. So he is identifying his current spiritual status as curious. And I found that interesting. And then, yeah, you go you go through these 
post and like here's okay here's a recent one here's from august 13th and this is literally me reading this for the first time um I'm finding that when I let go of the idea that the Bible is the inerrant word of God and read it as the messy, archaic, biased, but brilliant library books it appears to be, it gets very, very interesting. Anyone else have this experience? And now reading that off of the first first glance, I'm like, hmm, well, I believe that it's the inherent word of God. And I also believe that, I mean, yeah, it, it it's there's tension there. And in some ways, yeah, I mean, archaic, maybe that's the word, but I mean, certainly it was written a long time ago. You know, and it is, it's a brilliant collection. I don't know if I use the word library, but like, there's a lot of themes here that kind of are weaving in and out of like, yeah, we're still kind of getting back to that overall Jesus theme. And it's like, it's, it's creating conversation, you know? And so obviously there's still something stirring there, you know? Right. And I think, I also think too, um, gosh, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on that. I feel like people think that, it's bad to question uh, your faith, and I think that people feel like it's bad to, te- yeah, have questions about God well, and about His Word. And something that, so the the last thing that I was reading right before we got on this episode, it was an article talking a little bit about the Gungers. Um, both um, Michael and then his wife, Lisa, have had uh, kind of joint, like, all right, what's really going on here, questioning and it just the what i picked up at least from reading that article reading john stuff read and then read link to it just seems like collectively they didn't come from spaces that allowed for much doubt that's the impression that i yeah. get and right. again i might be wrong i might only be getting surface stuff but at least from everything that i could find multiple sources mm-hmm. seems that the common theme reoccurring that if there were legitimate questions out there the response from leadership was Hmm, we just need to suppress this. We need to keep them in the building by any means right. necessary. And if that just means giving them a short-changed answer, that means giving them a short-changed answer instead mm-hmm. of leaving the door open for them to you know, explore and not necessarily come up with their own answer, but really like let them read Scripture for themselves, which is what we're all supposed to be doing, and then ultimately let the Spirit guide and lead them back to how the cross, how the cross of Jesus affects that particular you know question of life and it's hard because a lot of these answers are they're just they're hard and there's a lot of digging that you have to do to get to a you know a sound point that you can at least feel comfortable with you know right and i man isn't that the importance of leadership we have we have many shows that we need to do but the important importance of leadership we have a list somewhere so Anyway, we said yeah, we were, we were we going to start cranking out, well, if people say they want it, but weekly content. So, <laughs> that's might have true. stuff to talk about then. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, I, I just think that the the questions, Stephen, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know that I've had questions about faith, and I know that I've had my fair share of doubts, and I still do, man. I'm like, even in the middle of this pandemic, I'm like, God, what are you doing? What is happening? Why is this going on? Like, are you actually present in this thing? You know, are you actually trying to figure this thing out? What What is going on? Lives are being lost. People are losing their jobs. This is just a huge, chaotic mess. Um, and I, I seriously, like, I have, I have questions and I have doubts. I'm like, sometimes I just feel like I don't see God in it. And then, you know, I come back to his word. Truthfully, coming back to his word is like what, what grounds me. 
Um, and reading through the Old Testament lately, that's kind of, that's been grounded me a lot too, uh, because it's a lot of droughts and God just making sure that, you know, people realize that he's God, he's in control no matter what. So anyway, that side story, gosh, Blake, stay on track, stay with it. Anyways, yeah, man, I, I think with Rhett too, I, I think there was a little bit of hurt, not as much as, as Link, um, but they both... I'm trying to remember what Rhett said. So confession, I forgot my notes at work. So I'm trying to go off memory. But you've been doing Rhett a great job something. so far flubbing it. So <laughs> thanks, man. Rhett said something at the end of his uh as well. I think he said maybe he's uh, I think, don't quote me on this, but it was something along the lines of like he's spiritually optimistic. Like he's not closed off to Christianity, but he's not yeah. necessarily all in. I for think it they right now. One of the descriptions that I remember, and again, I don't have this written down either, so I guess L's to both of us in this, but like, like hopefully agnostic or agnostic, but with hope. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So essentially saying like, I am not sure right now. I'm not going to flat out just deny, take the atheist view of there is no God, point blank, that's it. I'm not quite sure, but I have hope that I will be wrong. And that was, yep. that, so in an interview that I watched of John, that he flat out said, like, I hope that I'm wrong. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that changes things, <laughs> you know, because he's going yeah. through the whole thing, like, all right, here's, like, here's what I was reading, here's how I got to this point of just saying, I can't believe this right now. But then to come back and say, like, I hope that I'm wrong, I'm just like, well, I, it's bold. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's. I don't want to say frustrating, but it's just like you, 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 you could eventually get back to the place where like you, you could say like, I am wrong, but that's not what I'm here to say. Not what I'm here to say. I respect the process that he's taking to have to go through all this. And hopefully when, not just if, but when he does come back into the fold, there is a full 180 turning of his spirit to, you know, accepting the truths that we see in scripture as indeed truth. And that I'm going to tie this into a point that I'm about to make that here's the thing. Christianity, I think a lot of people, when they are viewing Christianity as a faith and they really start to get into some of these harder questions, they want this airtight, foolproof, 100% infallible answer like it cannot be proven wrong and the thing is christianity doesn't provide that we on this side of heaven do not have all the answers and that's tough because we see a lot of broken stuff we see a lot of broken people nature is groaning right we read that in romans 8 because of all the sin brokenness that's in the world we know that there's stuff that's wrong right around us and I think a lot, honestly, one of the huge reasons, I talked about this a little bit earlier in this in this episode, but just that we can't fully explain why is there evil and suffering in this world? Why, are this, why is this group of people marginalized? Why do we see all of these wrongs? And Christianity, at least, it doesn't give you an airtight answer, but it does give mm-hmm. you a savior, you know? Right. And I think that's something that I've at least had to learn to accept, I'm going to say learn to accept, is that when I am just 
frustrated as all get out with God. I'm like, dude, like, are you like, seriously, this is how you're going to do it? You know? And then I'm humbled, put at the foot of the cross. And then I have to remember that there is a, there's a man out there, fully man, fully God named Jesus that suffered everything that I've ever suffered. And then so much more died, rose again, just to call me beloved son of a King for me, at least like, Oh my gosh. I have learned to see that as so much better than any answer that I could be given. All right, and here we are. This is really awkward. I get it because we stopped this episode halfway through. Stephen, tell them why. All right, so we finished the recording of the episode, and we're sitting at like 45 minutes for four points of content, and we're just both kind of looking at each other through our, our FaceTime. Like, <laughs> through the man, technology. We just, we really didn't do points three and four justice. Like we had yeah. a pretty solid discussion on one and two, but we kind of left those two out to dry. So the decision that we have made is we're going to throw a third episode in for the <laughs> series. Let's Part go. three. Part yeah. three. So we'll actually give points three and four their due diligence and make sure that we have in-depth conversation versus glancing over stuff and accidentally rambling about yes. nothing. So, with that, everybody, thank with you so much it. for listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, okay. I know that this is an abrupt ending, and it's a little awkward and weird, and we apologize See, for that. But I'd, I'd like to think people listen to us because we're not wholly professional, that we have stuff hey, like this, and it's like, you know what? They're just real dudes, true. you know? I hope so. I hope you so, know, too. This is, this, we're creators, right? We're doing it like nobody else. Exactly. And this episode is an example of that. Exactly. You know? Show okay. me another episode that interrupts halfway through. And admits, hey, With we can do things better. So we're going to fix it literally right now. Yes. Boom. On air. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bam. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. Anyways. <laughs> so we got to wrap this up again. All right. Cool. Well, I'm Steven. And I'm Blake. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Awaken Project podcast. And we'll see you next time for part three.